Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Books vs. Movies. In this podcast, I set out to answer the age-old question, is the book really always better than the movie? My name is Yuvia Almanza, I'm an actress and book lover based out of New York City. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to start my very first podcast. Oh my god, just really quickly want to go over what made me want to do this. So as a book lover and as an actress, I love watching books. (laughs) Watching books. Wow. I love watching movies and I love reading the source material that they're based on, if they're based on a book, obviously. And I just love doing that. However, A lot of people, when they ask me, like, what's your favorite book adaptation? What's, I I never have an answer. And I think it's just, I've read so many books and compared them to their film counterparts that I just, you put me on the spot and I don't remember. So maybe uh, somewhere along the way, I'll say this is my favorite book slash film adaptation. Or maybe I'll just do like a random at roundup at the end of the year. I don't know. We'll we'll figure this out. <laughs> so welcome. I apologize if you hear Orlando, my husband, in the background. He is currently rehearsing for the next play that he's going to be in. And I could have waited till I was home alone, but then I thought, you know, I need to, I need to get this off the ground because I keep saying I want to do it and I just need to take the plunge and do it. So here we are. Alright, the first book and film we will be discussing in this podcast is Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson and Just Mercy, the film, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. So I just want to give two really quick disclaimers before we get started. I read Just Mercy, adapted for young adults, a true story of the Fight for Justice by Brian Stevenson because that's what they had available at my library. I don't know if it's very different from the regular adaptation, the the regular adult version of of the story or if it's vastly different. But for all intents and purposes, this will definitely work for the podcast, but I just wanted to give that quick disclaimer if I leave something out or I guess, yeah, mainly leave something out. It's because of the, I read the young adult adaptation, so there might be things that might have been left out out of that one, just to make it more palatable for younger readers. And the second disclaimer is, I can't guarantee that I can make this podcast spoiler-free, simply because... I think I can definitely make this episode spoiler-free, but overall, can I make this podcast spoiler-free? I don't know that I will always be able to do that, especially when I need to compare and contrast, and if there's something that's vastly different between the film adaptation for the book, I need to bring that up, but I will always give a warning when I'm about to do a spoiler, so you can kind of prepare yourself for that. But that being said, let's get started. All right, so Just Mercy, adapted for young adults, a true story of the fight for justice by Brian Stevenson, is Brian's autobiography or memoir, whatever you want to call it. And his story is that of fight for human rights. 
He is a lawyer. He fund, He's one of the co-founders of EJI, the Equal Justice Institute. And the goal of this organization is to help protect the rights of those who have been wrongly convicted, those inmates who have been discriminated against and are most affected by marginalization. So this is his story and the fight for the human rights of those who are most vulnerable. Just Mercy, the film, came out in 2019. It stars Michael B. Jordan as Brian Stevenson and Jamie Foxx as Walter McMillian, and it's directed by Destin Daniel Creighton. The film focuses mainly on Brian's attempt to get Walter McMillian off of death row. So the film is a pretty faithful adaptation of the book, and I think that makes perfect sense. This is a biopic based on the autobiography of someone who is still alive. Brian Stevenson himself was one of the executive producers for the film, so I think it's safe to say he would want his story to be brought to life as accurately as possible. Overall, faithful adaptation to the book, nothing much to say other than that. So what I'm mainly going to be focusing on are the differences, because there are a lot of differences between the two adaptations. The biggest difference being there are a lot more characters, a lot more stories of people who have been wrongly convicted in the book than there are in the movie. And narratively, that makes perfect sense. It's a lot easier to and and it makes us care a lot more if we focus on Brian Stevenson and Walter McMillian in in the film as opposed to introducing us to all of these other characters. Walter McMillian's story is the main focus of the book as well so it makes total sense for the film to focus on Brian and Walter's story. The way the book is written is We'll have a chapter about Walter and how his case is going, and then the next chapter we'll talk about a different inmate that Brian helped, or it might just talk about different prison statistics, and I'll get a little bit more into detail about that a little later in the in the episode. Other minor changes made in the film that didn't quite happen that way in real life. So what I mean by that is there's a scene in the movie where Brian is asked to strip so a strip search could be performed on him. This did happen, but it did not happen during one of his visits to see Walter McMillian the way it does in the film. So little changes like that that add the drama to the movie. Our introduction to Ralph Myers, played by Tim Blake Nelson. He is one of the people who falsely accused Walter of committing the crime that he did. Is also a little bit different in the film than it is in the book. We also have the character of Ava Ainsley, played by Brie Larson, who's very much a real person. 
who works at EGI with Brian Stevenson, but she's not mentioned in the book at all, or at least not in the young adult adaptation. Again, I don't know if she's mentioned in the original novel. Now, changes to the film always have to be made. They just have to be made. That's how you keep the story moving forward. That's how you keep the narrative engaging. That's how you keep audiences interested, whether that be adding a little bit more action than maybe is in the book or making something more visually appealing. Because obviously in a book, you can write as many details. You can introduce us to as many characters as you want, like Brian does in his, in his story. But with film, it would just be too muddled if we met every single one of the characters that Brian Stevenson helps out in the book. It would just become boring to watch him help person after person after person. And that isn't to say that reading about all these people is boring, but in a film, it would get tiring. Okay, I lied. I thought I could do this episode without any spoilers, but I think this would qualify as a spoiler, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you here is your spoiler alert coming up. Ready? Spoiler alert. The emotional resolution of the film, the climax, the just the overall re- emotional resolution of the film would just not be as satisfying if we were focusing on all of these other stories that Brian Stevenson focuses on in the book. And that isn't to say that he doesn't succeed every single time in the book, but he mainly focuses, again, this is just on the young adult adaptation, he mainly focuses on those cases in which he was successful. He mentions a few that were unfortunately not, but overall the ones mentioned had were successful and had a happier resolution. So if we were to see him succeed over and over and over and over in the film, that would just get boring and predictable. Some of the other changes, I can only speculate as to why they were made. For example, I mentioned our introduction to Ralph Myers is a little bit different in the film than it is in the book. Maybe the filmmakers decided that introducing Ralph Myers the way they do in the film would just be more captivating than faithfully adapting that. And like I said, the strip strip search scene, again, another reason why they made that change is because this happened with one of Brian Stevenson's other clients. It adds that necessary drama and emotion to keep you invested in the film. So I definitely think that's why they decided to include that scene, but to, again, keep us from just being overwhelmed with so many characters, they changed it to a time when Brian Stevenson is visiting Walter McMillian. All right, moving on to some of the other changes made for the film. As I mentioned earlier, the chapters in the book kind of switch back and forth between Walter's story and introducing us to some other inmates that were wrongly incarcerated, as well as providing chapters with a lot of horrifying statistics. Now, what do I mean by that? There is, for example, a chapter that focuses 
specifically on underage children that are tried as adults and incarcerated for, you know, do something dumb that they did as as a kid. And it's worth noting, although it is completely unsurprising, that the majority of youths who are tried as adults and incarcerated majority of the time, the rest of their lives are black and brown children. There's a chapter that focuses on the amount of adults who have some sort of mental disability. The people with mental disabilities come from backgrounds in which they were physically abused, sexually abused, and this is part of the reason why they started developing their mental disability. And it's only exacerbated by the fact that they are now in prison. And the crimes they committed, it's not taken into consideration that perhaps mentally they were not able to process something as rationally as someone without that mental disability would not be able to. There's also a chapter that focuses on those who have been forced to give birth while incarcerated and how degrading it is to have to give birth while they were in prison. Some of them were handcuffed to their bed and forced to give birth that way. How awful and degrading to be in that situation. I'm getting heated just remembering these chapters because it's it's yeah it's just it's it's awful all right so moving on because just thinking about those chapters just makes me heated all over again because they are absolutely infuriating those are the main differences between the film and the book like i said overall it's a faithful adaptation there is also a lot more detail in the book about what happens to Walter at the end of his trial, although the film does cover it through uh, a little blurb right before the end credit scenes begin. All right, so which wins, the book or the movie? I have to say, you're probably not going to like this answer, but it ends with a tie. I rated this book 4 out of 5 stars. I rate the film the same, 4 out of 5 stars. Honestly, both of these are incredibly important to experience. And I I can't choose one over the other. The film, like I said, is a very faith, is, is a faithful adaptation of Walter McMillian's aspect of the book. So there isn't much to complain about in that sense. You know, with the film, you go through all of the emotions that I'm sure the the filmmakers and everyone involved wanted you to go to. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx are both incredible in this film in, in bringing Brian and, and Walter to life. The way it's filmed, you feel the tension in in those moments in which you don't know what's going to happen. I I read the I, I watched the film before reading the adaptation in this case. So it was you know you felt the tension 
and you felt the anger in, you know, seeing Brian being asked to strip so he could be strip searched even though he's there for a legal visit and does not need to be strip searched. You feel like so incredibly happy at the end and then the little blurbs right before the end credit scene just they don't ruin that happiness by any means that you feel at the end of the film but I mean it does bring you back to reality a little bit because this is an ongoing battle in terms of the book I highly recommend the book for all the things that they were not able to include in the film the chapters are so incredibly important. The, the chapters that I mentioned earlier, they're so incredibly important to read and get this knowledge for yourself. I think Brian Stevenson does a great job of weaving Walter's story in and then hitting us with the awful, awful truth of, I mean, Walter's story is enough to do that, but just, if you don't know, after you read this, you will know. So yeah, this, <laughs> I keep bumping into things. I'm so sorry, this episode is a mess, but you know, it's a learning process, and I'm really proud of myself for doing this. But yeah, so this episode ends in a tie. Some of you may not like that, but you know what? Both of these mediums are worthy of being enjoyed. The film is worthy of being enjoyed because of the performances of everyone. I didn't even mention Tim Blake Nelson earlier when I was talking about Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx's performances. Tim Blake Nelson as Ralph Myers was also incredible. The more I'm, I'm familiar with Tim Blake Nelson, like I saw some of his films when I was younger, but the more I watch him now as an adult, the more I'm becoming a fangirl of his because he's just incredible um but he's great and said michael b jordan and jamie fox were also great um jamie fox was actually nominated for a sag award for best supporting actor for this role definitely deserved i didn't see who he was up against so it's not the point of this podcast so i'm not going to talk about whether i think he deserved it or not i mean i think he did deserve it but i don't know who he lost against so I'm just going to leave that out there. And the book is worth checking out for all the things that they were unable to include in the film. So many important facts and statistics and stories that are so important to learn and read about. And, you know, so they're both worth checking out. I don't think you'll be disappointed with either one. And my final verdict is, it's a tie. All right, that's it for this episode of Books versus Movies. Tune in next time as I discuss A Man Called Oof versus A Man Called Otto. See you next time. Okay, I know this isn't the point of the podcast, but I am an actor. And I just looked up who Jamie Foxx lost again, lost to for this uh, SAG award. He lost to Brad Pitt. For once upon a time in Hollywood. What the hell? No. The, uh, totally should have gone to Jamie Foxx.